0: Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable podcast. We are here today recording episode 160. We have another special on the road again edition. I was in Shanghai a little while ago and we are going to uh, talk about that today. I'll share my experiences with all of you about what Shanghai was like. I was only there for a few days and I'm really hoping to go back, but we'll get into that a little bit more later. But it was a great time. Shanghai is a beautiful city, and I highly, highly recommend it. And uh, I'm sure my co-host and my good buddy Jared is excited to hear about it as well. So without further ado, my good buddy Jared, what's going on, Jared? I am so excited. I am so excited
1: to hear about it. Did you have any preconceived notions before you went to Shanghai? Anything that was on your mind, concerns, or excitement?
0: So... I did, actually. It was kind of funny. I've heard from my colleagues at the university and some of my friends in Beijing that, for some odd reason, Shanghaiers, or I don't know what the correct <laughs> term is for people who live in Shanghai. Shanghai, bro. <laughs> they uh, they are, Apparently, they think they are better than everybody else because they think that Shanghai is better oh. than everywhere else in China uh i did not get that vibe but then again i met more expats than i did uh locals from shanghai while i was there um so So i I wasn't really sure though what to think about that and i'm going to tell you what man i think shanghai might be my favorite city in china okay just gonna go out there and say it all right well we'll get more into that later
1: that's a little teaser that's a great teaser because i already have six thousand questions that i want to ask you but i'm gonna i'm gonna hold off perfect and we'll get back to that later but for now please spread a little love follow us on instagram um by this point you know that um both chad and i have been on the road again obviously soon you'll be hearing about my on the road again adventures you'll see some more pictures from chad's on the road again adventures when this episode drops hopefully i put that out there i don't do you have any more than what you already sent me i'm gonna send them to you right now before my perfect are uh, you
0: lazy new years brain <laughs> forgets <laughs>
1: Uh, Chad's New Year's resolution I've decided is to send Jared all the pictures not all the pictures 99% of resolution. the pictures that's a very good resolution um, and so uh, I'm glad to see that Chad enjoyed himself on the road again we'll talk about that I enjoyed myself on the road again we'll talk about that soon a little later though um, follow us on Instagram Untranslable Podcast Twitter Untranslable 1 the number 1 uh, email Untranslatable Podcast at gmail.com you can also give us 5 star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher Please. <laughs> That's Russian for please. That's where the love really gets spread, and we love to see those. I send them to chat all the time, and I'm like, oh, my God. I think people actually are listening to this thing. else, <laughs> why would that's they right. have done this? So please. That's true. And that way more people can – wow, that's a big building. That way more people can um, listen, and more people can – Spread a little love um chad i know you uh this is your first year you spent abroad this is your first year you spent um away but you still traveled away from home excuse me you still traveled i traveled are you are you
0: you sure about that jared Where was i last year
1: oh excuse me i meant to say away from your family (laughs) excuse me
0: Ah, gotcha. Okay, that was my bad. That was very very confused. Very confused. Okay,
1: (laughs) but uh, a good thing to do if you're going to be away from your family, I uh, it's been a while. Excuse me. A good thing to do if you're going to be away from your family is to, I think, explore, get out of the house. I think is good for the soul. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's not good to sit at home and wallow. You know, that's not going to help anything. And we have been doing this podcast for more than a year at this point, and we talked a lot about travel in the past year, but in general. And uh, the site I love to go to called Lifehack, right? I don't like to bring it up. You know, I like to keep some of my sources to my, my sources, <laughs> uh, even though this is a giant website. And they brought up, uh, uh, you know, all the, all the sites are doing blah, blah, blah of 2019, blah, blah, blah of the decade. And this is right. the best travel hacks of 2019. And I saw this. And of course, my untranslatable brain uh, peaked when I saw this. I'm excited to hear them. How do you feel about TSA pre-check and
0: or global entry? I like it. I, th- I, I don't have it yet, but I've been thinking about applying for it when I'm home in the States o- over the summer. Uh, just because I think it's, it's super convenient. Uh, from what I've heard, it's really easy. It's quick. Uh, I think it's really great. Um, I'm not really sure how that works, though, in terms of actual legitimate security screening. I can tell um, you the process real quick. Well, let's hear about. I'll, it. I'll tell you my opinion first. I, I
1: agree with you. Like it seems like an like a no brainer, but at the same time, I am one that I, I, like I'm not I'm not reckless with it. But I tend to cut my travels pretty pretty closely. You know, mm. I, I don't I don't like to do a lot of waiting at the airport, and I don't you, have you were TSA doing pre-check. that before this though. I've been doing this for a long before, time. Geez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is just what I, how I travel and i hate sitting at the airport um and like pre-check seems like an obvious thing some of my family members have it they swear by it but i have never been caught up and so i think just out of that just because of that my my laziness has stopped me from getting it even though i still know in the long run it's probably still a good thing to have to get it it costs uh, $85. You have to pay when you apply. It lasts for five years. It does not require a passport, and it requires a 10-minute in-person interview, and to get fingerprinted after filling out an online application. And worth. It, worth and, every and penny. And according to if you travel uh, a lot by air, according to Lifehacker, they claim that it only that, excuse me, they claim that it saves at least a solid 10 minutes on average at the airport. Now, global entry is a little uh, a little different. That a program uh, run is run through customs and borders, so that's more international based. Pre check is just uh, is more just getting through TSA security specifically. So domestic that's going to be domestic United States domestic Correct. United States travel. Yes, global entry is thing is a customs run thing, so that's for international travel specifically. And instead of getting, but I believe with global entry, you also get, we'll read, Uh, instead of getting you to your departure gate quicker, it expedites uh, your re-entry into the U.S. Instead of having to complete a customs declaration form and wait in line to speak to an agent, you visit a kiosk to complete your re-entry processing and show your receipt to an agent. I'll say this, they don't really do, at least here in Detroit, they don't really do uh, even for... Just for normal uh, U.S. citizens that don't have global entry, they don't do speaking with a person anymore either. It's still it's all kiosks now. Uh, at least at least the last time I came home from from international mm-hmm. flight, uh, and it arrives by mail in a few weeks, and then they say that saves at least three hours to an hour and a half international, and that's and that actually is, can be pretty helpful if you have a connection because a lot of those connections mm-hmm. that they do internationally you know say you're you're coming in from paris to some big airport like atlanta for example i don't know but you're really going to minneapolis so you have a a layover a lot of those layovers that i've had are like are an hour and a half and in your head when you're booking the flight because the deal looks good you're like i'm not gonna do this you know it's gonna take 10 minutes for me to get off the plane. What? 40 minutes for me to get through secure uh through the customs. It never right. works that way. <laughs> no. No. And More you, 30 I minutes always to end up off the plane sprinting staring uh-huh. at my phone like, at my watch <laughs> like please don't right. close the Um, so I, I, I think it's worth it, but I think the problem with me personally is that I usually wait until like something goes wrong for me. Like, fine, I'll get it. Now, let me ask you this. Mm. When you get to, you, you do tend to get to the airport early. Sometimes I do. Sometimes it happens. I can't, sometimes I can't avoid it. Mm -hmm. Do you, are are you an airport drinker? Do you, or a restaurant goer?
0: Um, not, not usually. It's not Mm. like one of those things why I get there early. I get there early just for peace of mind when I travel, so I'm not sprinting to my gate. Well, I'm not saying that's why you get there early, but have bullets. you ever
1: maybe had l- maybe a layover and, you, and, and you're and you like, well, I'm starving. I had a terrible like little Biscoff mm-hmm. cracker. I mean, it tastes good, but it's right. like not right. enough to satisfy you. I'm going to eat a little bit. I, there's an Applebee's and a uh, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Right. And, I'm gonna, um, and, I'm, and
1: since I have a three-hour layover, and nothing to do in this random city, I'm going to eat something and get drinks. Well, so I can
0: tell you the, the last time I went to Montana, which was, I think, three years ago now, three years ago, four years ago now, uh, we were in Minneapolis. And I forget the name of the place, but there's some really good sandwich place in the airport. Yeah. And so I went there with my mom, had a couple beers, and had a tasty, tasty sandwich. I couldn't even tell you what kind of sandwich it was now. Uh, and then when Max and Irma's used to be mm, open yes. in the Detroit airport, I would always go there. Uh, sadly, they closed. Max and Irma's uh, was an awesome restaurant in Michigan. They had the best uh, chicken tortilla soup. I could eat that thing by the bathtub <laughs> load, Jared. I mean, it oh, is just That would oh, get so some views so on our
1: YouTube. Follow us on YouTube and watch Chad eat chicken, whatever that was, soup out of a bowl. Tortilla anyway. soup. Uh, whenever i go to occasionally i've gone to an airport and gotten a drink every time i get a drink i'm like this is dumb i'm getting one or two drinks this beer costs seven dollars and it's right. a bud light it's like why am i doing this but i feel like it's more just That's a boredom true. thing you know yeah um, oh yeah but absolutely it always seems feels like a ripoff so i saw this and i was like what is the best drink to order at a at a i mean they say crappy airport bar I guess that makes sense. Some air, some airports Scooby have like right, fancy restaurants and bars and stuff. Juice. Sometimes, <clears throat> well, they say you cannot go wrong. Uh, uh, actually, even if, uh, excuse me, you cannot go wrong with uh, ordering something and soda. And I assume with that, you can do the something and juice as well. You know, like right. it's always a gin safe route. Juice. Particularly if you can uh, pick the brand of your spirit, gin and juice. Uh, do you have a preferred gin? Tanqueray. Uh, I like. Uh, I like Pompeii, Beef eater myself. Beef eater. Okay. i I, i've been growing into a tequila person recently you know i drink a lot like that i'm a red wine person but i also drink a lot of topo chicos which is a very aggressive sparkling water and you put a little lime into that a little tequila and topo chico it's a simple and delicious um cocktail uh at the airport though i would most airports don't have topo chico on deck um Probably. so what <laughs> they recommend not. as the most um the the uh best drink at a crappy airport bar is a 50 fixture 50 50 mixture of red ro- red wine and coke um Ugh, i've nasty. never heard of this before in my life reason why is that
0: drink even called
1: <laughs> i have no idea a garbage bag i don't know Reason one, it doesn't matter if the wine is shitty, you're going to be mixing it with Coca-Cola, which will obscure the more nuanced flavor. Listen, if you're at this point, you have a problem, and yep. what I would recommend is, uh, if you're traveling domestically, get those little small, uh, sh- you know, single shot glass things. Those are about an ounce and a half, I believe, or two ounces, which is the limit for uh, mm. what you can travel. Put them... put. Five or six of them in a plastic bag. And um, you can travel you through go. TSA with them in your checked luggage. That would be if the cheapest way to drink. Uh, don't listen to that stupid list. Also, awesome. um,
0: How many people have
1: legitimately <laughs> ordered red wine and Coke? That is a re- I've never heard of that before. Me either. Like, is that a Me thing? Either. Red wine and Coke? Is it? I'm very curious if that's actually a thing calamaxto is a drink consisting of equal parts red wine and coke based soft drink dating from the 1970s it has become an icon huh. of basque culture in one of spain's most international drinks uh calamaxto is served in bars in shot glasses uh, or, or excuse me short glass tumblers so yeah that's a it's a thing it's a thing i've never hmm. heard of it either um you never have to swap seats on a flight i don't really uh for all people pleasers out there we're here to tell you you do not have to agree to change seats when asked seating assignments are first come first serve or in many cases something you've been paid for paid a premium for or you have specifically assigned ones which means getting the seat you want is each passenger's own responsibility now it's been a long time since i've been asked to move with someone for like oh my kids or whatever but if i'm in an aisle seat specifically uh, let me put it this way let me put it this way i like to think of myself as a generous person if i am sitting in an aisle seat or a window seat i don't care about your family i don't care about your grandmother <laughs> i am not switching seats into a middle seat as i'm probably not going to do it
0: that's fair but if, if you have you. a window
1: or an aisle seat we we might be able to uh to negotiate Work something out Throw in a couple, mm, okay. maybe 40, 50, but no, I'm kidding. Uh, but um, some uh, Coke and red wine. I'm kidding about the money, but I'm serious about uh, not giving up uh, a seat for a middle seat. I, ha- I Middle seats are terrible. Oh, they're the worst. They are the worst, for sure. I agree with you. All
0: yeah, right. I, now, that's just I a was, couple was of travel hacks for now, by
1: the way. We don't have to I get them. I was actually just can... going
0: to say, though, Jared, um, that it is kind of a dick move to not switch seats with somebody. But you have definitely changed my perspective a bit because, yeah, if if they're like, oh, yeah, it's this seat right here and it's like the middle seat and I got two husky passengers that I'm going to be sitting <laughs> in the middle of, <laughs> uh, I may I may not be you generous enough these for people to switch. You know, you're right. not being
1: an sure. asshole for saying no. It's sure. like I, sure. I don't I don't I'm not required to do this. And, and, and just for your like, I don't know. Just because I'm not towing to some random person that has uh, a need, it's like, oh, you can't, you like, oh, your friend. It's like you and your friend cannot sit next to each other for an hour and a half. Sit right. down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I need to take your authoritativeness, Jared. Uh, next time, <laughs> no, maybe I'm don't go that hard. To do that, uh, a marshal's <laughs> gonna sit step in. Fuck
1: <laughs> down.
0: <laughs> Many fregista. A marshal's oh, gonna right. step that's in true. and tackle
1: us. <laughs> uh but that's that's just a few of them well we maybe we'll get into some more of these later because um some of the, uh, well let me actually do one more this one really bothers me internally because of the way i act to it not because of anyone else but Ooh, because of the well, way i, I to react
0: to this is it don't wear headphones when you walk around the airport because i feel like you would feel more <laughs> no. like personal attack no 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 i'd say this is the <laughs>
1: dumbest thing ever no i wouldn't even read this list if that was on the list um how uh, to get away with free go-go wi-fi during a flight free wi-fi during a flight i want to hear this (sighs) well i i I, now what they do is that you can do you can do texting for free on web uh, on but i don't text that much and i'm not just gonna like try to find yeah can you really not wait an hour and a half um, but the funny thing you say is because you're also like, but can that's my problem with the with the tempting of the free Wi-Fi. I've mm. been on a lot of domestic flights recently, going maybe two and a half to three hours, and I I get antsy. I'm an antsy person. I listen to podcasts a lot, but that's just headphones. That I just sit there, you know, and True. I get antsy, and I I scroll through the um, the previously loaded tweets on my phone before mm. I put my phone in airplane mode, but it doesn't cut it. And so right. T-Mobile. If you have T-Mobile, um, I uh, I'm sorry, but also you do get free Wi-Fi on a, on a lot of airplanes. Mm. Um, you're, it's a long, a tumultuous thing. It's not worth it. I'm going to be honest with you, and that's the problem. And my, more is what I'm is what I'm getting at is that I don't. We don't need to rely on the Wi-Fi, but it's sad that this is what life has come to: is cheating Wi-Fi on airplanes. Do you? What do you? What, what's what's your go-to? Um, like entertainment on an airplane.
0: Well, if if it's an international flight, most of the time they have the headsets, it's the movies, and I'm right. watching movies. Mm-hmm. That's a good I watch point. Like but what if you're doing movies. two hour
1: to three hour flights or train rides? Kindle. Uh, so Are reading. You're a good reader. Or yeah. just sleeping. You're a solid sleeper. That's my
0: problem. Is I can't sleep. Not on not, uh, on, not on planes, but I got those uh, uh, Dre Beats. Uh, studios before i left for china and i tell you what man i popped those those bad boys on my ears and they they do a decent i mean i wouldn't say they're a perfect noise canceling headphone but they i did not realize how loud my airplane was from uh detroit Mm -hmm. to shanghai because i uh, shanghai detroit to beijing because i had those headphones on basically from when we took off until when we landed I remember taking them off for a minute just to kind of let my ears breathe. I don't know if that's a thing, but anyways, I took them off. I've been on. And I was like, "Holy shit! How is this playing this loud? I didn't even realize it." But are they noise canceling? They're they're
1: supposed to be. Yeah. Well, because Um, well, well, that's where a noise canceling thrives. Not not when there's a. It thrives when there's a consistent. Uh, like a consistent level of 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 sound like that, that like it, right. like it doesn't work if like you know there's a lot. It doesn't work as well if there's like a lot of people talking around, or if there's like right. maybe you're in New York City and there's horns honking with people talking, <coughs> right. you know. Right. Like I, like that's not where they thrive. They thrive with that const, constant sound. I love that feeling of just drowning out like that sort of background mm-hmm. uh, airplane engine hum. It, it it oh yeah. it, it, it is that that noise is some people like that as a white noise thing to me to me it's, it's sort of well, yeah yeah I, I i like to i like to to blast that out with a big mm-hmm. I, and i don't even have good headphones but um even just like a pair of over-the-ear headphones pulled up to a pretty high volume does a pretty good pretty good job of drowning That's that out true. Um, but obviously not as good as a, a noise cancellation system. All right, that's all I have for now. Let's um Sp- spread a little love.
0: do you do you have any? I do Of course, I do. I have one from our episodes now on, unless I find some really truly extraordinary um, articles, I'm gonna try to keep it to one shout out per episode now. Um, okay, although I love to spread the love. Uh, I've decided uh, made the executive decision. Um, so we have more time to talk about untranslatables and our main segments. I think I agree with that decision. Mm-hmm. I like that. My shout-out today goes out to the country of Finland, because uh, Finland is the only country in Europe where homelessness is in decline. Uh, mm. so, uh, so this is uh, according to the article. So Finland has set itself uh, a target. No one should have to live on the streets. Every citizen should have a residence. Uh, and so... In Finland, uh, they have something called the uh, housing first concept, um, which has caused the number of homelessness to fall quite a bit. Uh, So the way this works is so since the 1980s, Finnish government has been trying to reduce homelessness. Short term shelters were built. However, long term homelessness people were still left out. There were uh, too few emergency shelters and many affected people did not manage to get out of homelessness. They couldn't find jobs. ...without a housing address, which is kind of interesting. Without any job, they couldn't find a flat. It was a vicious cycle. Furthermore, they had problems applying for social benefits. All in all, homeless people found themselves trapped. So, they had this uh, homeless first, in, uh, housing first initiative... ...and then some NGOs such as the Y Foundation... Uh, have been providing foundation for people in need they take care of the construction themselves buy flats on the private housing market and renovate existing flats the apartments have one to two rooms in addition to that former emergency shelters have been converted into apartments to offer long term housing um, so there's been a very high success rate of this and i think it's really amazing that finland has been uh, doing so to reduce the number of homeless people in their country, so I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Wow, uh, wow, very fantastic. So, so, listen, it's been a while <laughs> since I've been on. It's so been a while since I've been on the soundboard. I meant to do this. Betcha. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so we send our love and admiration out to the Finnish government and also the homeless people of Finland who are uh, slowly getting houses and getting back on their feet. So we think that's really great. Well, Jared, now I think it's time to cover the namesake of our podcast. And time to do some untranslatables.
1: Yes, I agree. I agree. Dude, it's crazy how there we go. Qu- quickly I get out of my uh, fast my fast working fingers here, you know? I feel so slow on my soundboard.
0: You'll get back oh into it. Gosh. I'm not worried. I'm confident in your abilities. Yes. I'm gonna start us off today, Jared, <laughs> with a Chinese untranslatable, which is Isha I Ar R, which means one is one, two is two.
1: It's like that's obvious it's like it, it's what it is what you think it is there's no hidden message
0: uh not quite mm. would you say the numbers one and two are uh simple or complex numbers Jared simple numbers okay
1: and uh it's like uh
0: I, it's like uh-huh. it's like
1: easy as one, two three a, b c
0: you know I like where your head's at, but uh sadly oh. that's not
1: quite what it is now I can wow. Use
0: That's true. Well, here, let me me give you this teaser to my explanation of it. Maybe it'll help you. So wonderfully simple, it uses humble vocabulary, uh, and its literal meaning is not difficult to grasp. However, its figurative meaning transcends its modest language use. Is that supposed to be a hint? That was supposed to
1: be a hint, yeah. One is one, two is two. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, just p- keep putting one foot in front of the other, and as long as you keep putting your head down and, purr, purr, and trying hard, uh, uh, you'll be no, wrong. I'm,
0: I'm sorry, buddy. I'm steering you the wrong way here. Yes, Basically, you are. it means find beauty in simplicity.
1: Oh, find beauty. Mm-hmm. One is one, two is two. Okay. I mean, I guess I, I hear it. I understand it. But I don't know how... Mm. I don't, I, I, okay. Listen. We're all on our personal journeys here. Some of them involve giving clues. My mm-hmm. next untranslatable is uh, Romanian. And it's... Cababa si mitralira. And it... Uh, oh, no. What? I'm such a fool. Hold on. Hold on. I... Um, you know, what I do in my notes is I put... Um, the literal than the translation and i looked at the translation and it happens to be the uh exact same thing i just read like drool and a gun and a machine drool gun and a gun mm-hmm. hmm. excuse me drool and a machine gun like an old lady with a machine gun excuse me ah, that's what i meant lady. to say hmm like an old lady with a machine gun is this like see si yeah uh, like an old lady with a machine gun. is this like I'll believe it when pigs fly? Uh, no 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 so machine guns usually are large. they mm-hmm. have big rounds which put which um, were, which get, which would give a big kick you know you know so yeah. you have to have Recoil, some muscle yeah. and some control of your body to handle them and so it's um, like you can't, if you were to, you you can't were to handle have, something. Um, I'm gonna give that to you. Yeah, a person, are, uh, right. a person or object massively, massively unsuitable for the job at hand. So it's like I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if this, uh, I don't know if this is the right tool for the job here. We might, this might get messy. That makes sense. This that might get sense. messy. <laughs> well, my,
0: my, uh, right. My next uh, untranslatables for you, Jared, are actually Cantonese which is a language used in the southern part of China. I picked it because Shanghai is the southernmost point, which I have been so far in China. Now, I will tell you, I believe in Shanghai, they just speak a different dialect of Chinese and not Cantonese. I could be wrong, though. Okay. But these were also really interesting, so I wanted to uh, uh, share these with you and the listeners today. So the first one is um, Singla. And Singla, or Single. I'm not sure... Uh, literally means, uh, sing means rise, and la is short for the English word level. Rise level. Rise level.
1: Is it like to uh, gain confidence, or is it to um, step up to the task of something like, it's time for me, like to uh, face your fears, or to um, be honest with someone, or... Okay, I'll stop.
0: You're giving a lot of good guesses, but uh, I'll give you an Not example even close. Jared. None
1: of these are even close.
0: Say, so, well, your first one was kind of close. A little, uh, I think it might be able to get you there. Your first I one even about remember confidence. Okay, so <laughs> some confidence, boom, confidence. Um, so, for example, Jared, say I have a fossil watch. Nothing wrong with fossil watches. I think mm-hmm. they're uh, they work great. They're fine, but you know, I decided, you know what, we're making some bank here at the Untranslatable Podcast. I think That's it's time true. for me, me to get a Rolex. I mm-hmm. said, so Jared, I went I've been from a, for a while. You know, I I write the untran- the new untranslatable rap song hit, and one of the song lyrics says, "Went from a fossil to a Rolex." Singla, uh, ballin. It means or... well, so basically means to level up or to oh, um, it's a way to express enthusiasm about a favorable improvement. Oh,
1: uh, okay, okay, so okay. I'm singla,
0: up, singla. Mm.
1: Oh, I like that. Okay, my next um, untranslatable is Sanhala, which is spoken in Sri Lanka, um, cool. and it's Hisarderta kote madukala wage. Uh, hmm. Like change, like changing pillows to get rid of a headache. Wait, can you say that one one more time? Like changing pillows to get rid of a headache.
0: So is this like doing everything you need, you have to do in order to achieve something? No. So let's say that
1: um, that uh, you're telling me about some, some. Like, you're telling me about your car, Vic, and mm-hmm. um, there is a you you ran over a nail, and you're like, oh no, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I I have this uh, liquid cement, Elmer's liquid cement that I got from. Um, that i got from target and i just rub it over the tire and it's good for a day and a half and it won't go and i just keep doing that every day and a half and i'm good to go
0: uh, and i'm like dude that's <laughs> like changing pillows to get rid of a headache so it's like doing something that's a waste of time or doing something that like doesn't make sense
1: uh yeah, yeah. one should try to fix the problem by finding its actual cause a better ah okay mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just just buy a new tire buy a yeah, new tire yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. exactly that's fair
0: that's fair Chad, buy a new tire all right <laughs> that's right hey have you considered uh, buying a bike or something mm-hmm. while you're in have you while you've been there i actually well so if i end up doing this uh next year as well which i'm really hoping for um i think i'm gonna shell out the i think it's only like 150 bucks and get one of those little electric <laughs> uh little like, oh it's kind of like a moped yeah yeah so you need to be there for at least a
1: year to make that worth it. The ten months would it have made it worth it. I think so.
0: Mm. Uh, n- well, not so really because I'm close enough
1: you, to work. What would you? Would you buy before you go before the Before you uh, like your break between the next semester? Because my question is, where would yeah. you leave it? That's what I'm asking.
0: I can leave it. Well, so that's the other thing. I have to figure out some logistics. If I'm staying mm. in this apartment, I can just leave it in this apartment. Um, oh, yeah. All right. Sorry. I I didn't mean to to make a hard left there. You're you're good. You're good. (laughs) Um, It's an important question. All right. My next one for you is um, ying, which means type or model.
1: Type or model. This is also Cantonese. Mm Mm-hmm. Is just like it's like your type of person? Like like this this is the person you're into, attracted to. I will
0: tell you this is this is actually a term that you like would cool. only use for for men. Oh, like I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna give cool to you. Uh, oh wow! It means it's a Cantonese slang term for uh, a cool, stylish, handsome, or attractive man. I was thinking oh, of wow. you, Jared, when I was looking at this one. <laughs> oh geez, um. <laughs>
1: All right, Wow, I, I, can't even, I don't even know how to respond to that <laughs> um, Alright Chad, speaking of all these uh, I, I guess not specifically Shanghai terms but southern Chinese terms You were in Shanghai for the first time from mm-hmm. what I've heard w- uh, when, when did you get there? Now I, I know we've broken all sorts of time-space bull blah, blah 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 Forget it, just talk to me We're here, okay. it's you and I I'm curious I about will. this
0: because I feel like I've lost you for a bit, you know, and you've, we've lost let each me, other for a yeah, bit on our journeys. Our listeners don't know this, but yeah, it's been about two weeks or so, I think, since we have actually recorded a podcast um, yeah, because of the and holidays. Really, it's been, I mean, not talked, but had any sort of substantial conversation. Correct. Correct. Very true. So let me paint this picture for you and the listeners. So um, I had to... Uh, so I went with my uh, girlfriend and her younger sister to Shanghai. Uh, I have to give my girlfriend a lot of props because she booked a really beautiful five star hotel in a great spot mm. in Shanghai. We were near like the shopping district and not too far from the Bund. I'll get to what those are in a moment. But let me have a paint question. you the picture. Question. Question. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Is go ahead. Airbnb do they have Airbnb in China? They do. I haven't tried it or used it yet, but they do have it. But they do have it. Okay, just curious. Keep going, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, they do have it. Um so anyway, so I'll paint the picture of the uh, the trip for you. So I had to finish up the semester here uh, at my university in Jinan uh, on Thursday. So my girlfriend and her little sister actually got there on Thursday night. I wish I could have joined them Thursday night uh, because I was only there for two nights, which was not enough time at all. But anyway, mm. so I'll paint the picture. So Thursday night, I was finishing uh, my last classes. So I, uh, I went on Friday morning, and the earliest train I could get... Was it left uh, Jinan Shi, Jinan West uh, train station at I believe seven thirty or so. So I got to the I got to the train station around six forty five or so. Um, had my uh, McDonald's breakfast. It's kind of a tradition <laughs> if I'm at the train station in the morning. I always get a McDonald's yes. breakfast uh, sausage McMuffin and a hash brown. Um, so had that and then I boarded the train. The train was uh, four hours and twenty two minutes. Uh, it was Not a nice bad. little train ride. I slept for a couple hours. Uh, and then I finished... Uh, I've been reading the book The Witcher. Uh, finished the first book of the series, which was fantastic. Uh, and then uh, I finished it early enough where I also spent the last hour just looking out the window. I always pick a window seat when I can on the trains just because okay. I like to look out the window and see everything. Um, I tell you what, what man. Kind it of- was very, very different scenery than what I have seen uh, in my province and uh, when I go to Beijing. So you see a lot more water, uh, lakes, rivers, stuff like that. Um, the, it's a lot greener uh, down south. One, because I think it's a bit warmer. Um, and most of the trees still had leaves on them because I think it's just a lot warmer. Um, the coldest it got while we were in Shanghai was about 40 degrees Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was uh about 55 to 60 while we were there, so that was a really nice change from Jinan. Um, and I assume that's a beautiful the, the, train. Ride, I, yeah? I assume the train's also the best, and maybe one of the few ways for you
1: as an expat that you know is struggles to uh or you know struggles to have the resources to maybe explore areas of China. Uh, like that's probably a good way to see like the maybe more rural areas, the less uh. Mm-hmm. the less populated areas too because you know obviously you get a good glimpse at all the a lot of the big chinese cities but you might not Mm -hmm. get as good as of a glimpse at all these rural or tiny areas that uh you're not going to be presenting in you know
0: right and that's really why i enjoyed uh go way back to uh some episodes we did about when i was in Harbin. That's why mm. I enjoyed the train to Harbin because I also got to see more of rural China, which was really cool. So the train w- ride was super nice. Uh, I love the high-speed rail here in China. It's not very expensive. It's very efficient, very clean. Smooth. Uh, so that was good. Quiet. Yep. Yep. It was interesting, though, because I started to realize that I was getting closer to Shanghai just by the clothes that people were, were wearing. They weren't wearing as thick of a coat as I was. Mm. Uh, they definitely weren't wearing like a, a winter hat or gloves or anything. That's mm-hmm. when I started realizing, like, oh, I'm getting getting close. <laughs> um but the interesting thing though is that the uh the the big railway station is fairly far away from uh my target destination once I got into Shanghai, which was uh Disneyland. So the first day, uh mm. we spent the entire day at uh, Shanghai Disney, which was awesome. Um super fun. I will tell you though, Jared, I traveled without any bags. Um, Because I knew I was going to meet my girlfriend and her younger sister at Disney. I didn't want to have the hassle of like carrying around a backpack with like my laptop and clothes and everything all over Disney all day. So what was your plan? uh, Well, I gave my girlfriend uh, just like a change of clothes um, Uh, before I left Beijing. So she took that in her suitcase. But I tell you what, man, it was really freeing, but also really strange walking around the train station without you any almost, bags.
1: I, I feel like it would be very free for sure. But I feel like I'd constantly be like, oh, where's my bag? I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't yep. have a bag. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or like constantly, um, like, like you know, how, like whenever I travel and maybe I don't carry my keys with me, I do that pocket oh, check like yep. like six Can times more because I'm like, no, I don't want to bring my t- my keys with me.
0: Like, I should mm-hmm. not have keys. Mm-hmm. This feels so wrong. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) exactly so uh so i got to but here's the crazy thing is it took forever well it took over an hour for me to get from the uh train station to disney because they're basically Mm -hmm. on opposite ends of the city uh also the most expensive cab ride i've ever had here in china let me uh let me do the conversion right now how long did it take can i guess Uh uh-huh
1: was there a lot of
0: how long did it take I, i need to at least know some uh, it was about was about an hour and maybe ten minutes or so. Was there a lot of traffic? Some traffic, a couple mm. spots where there was a bit of a traffic jam. Sixty.
1: And you're tra- you're going to convert it to American?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it converted. US dollars. Here. A lot okay. of our American listeners though are going to laugh when they think of an hour cab ride. That's all I'll say, and me complaining about it. Fifty six dollars. $29.42. Dude, she get <laughs> <laughs> Two, 205 quai. the... 205
1: kwai. Waste wasted my time most... with these. $29 is the most expensive you've ever paid
0: for a taxi? The most I've ever paid in Jinan and Beijing and anywhere else has been 105 kwai. So uh so half oh, of Oh you mean in China I think you meant period. In I was like you've never paid more than 29 dollars. No, 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 for <laughs> not, not period. Not period. Here in uh, China. Uh, Here in China. Uh, okay.
1: That's an um, amazing amount of money though. For like if you compare yeah. it to, to
0: the United States. Wow. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um the funny thing was though, so my girlfriend and her sister got there an hour earlier than I did. Uh maybe hour and a half. And they waited about a good 45 minutes in line to get through like security and then get their ticket. It took me literally like 10, 15 minutes because I got there an hour later. Because I got there hmm. a, around lunchtime. I think most okay. families get there, especially with little kids, they get there a lot earlier. Right, um, not during the lunchtime for sure. Right, right. So that was kind of nice. And then we walked around for a bit. I was really hungry. and so uh, And so was my girlfriend and also her younger sister. So we decided to go to... Uh, oh, shoot. What was it called? Barbarossa's Bounty was the uh, mm. was the name of the restaurant. It was a pirate theme, as you can tell. Pirate theme restaurant. We got really... Actually, the food wasn't too bad. I uh, got pork ribs with rice. Uh, it was expensive, uh, though, wasn't it? Well, so with our ticket, we had an 85 RMB meal voucher. So uh, we paid, I think, 25 RMB for our meal, which came with uh, uh, a drink and then the pork ribs, rice... I think there was like some broccoli and carrots on there. And so we ended up paying per person. That's only funny. In $3 the United States? And, and 50 cents for our meal. Oh, Jesus
1: Christ. So not That's too big a pretty good deal. In the United States, yeah. there is not uh, one amusement park that has broccoli or uh, carrots within no. its uh, no. vicinity at all.
0: It's actually <laughs> against the law in the United States. <laughs> yeah. You're not allowed to have yeah, yeah. broccoli well, and carrots.
1: <laughs> Who are you trying to fool here? Get these out of here. Elephant ears, you're just, you're just cotton candy, <laughs> yeah, lollicops. French fries, uh, right. chickens, chicken tenders, uh, and nothing is cheaper than ten dollars. <laughs> That's right, That's <laughs> including right. the water uh, bottles.
0: Correct. What kind of rides do yes, they so have at Shanghai mm-hmm. uh, Disneyland? Say, I, I pretty much same as all the other Disney uh place i not, mean i've only been to disney world in florida and i was like five years old so don't ask right. me too much about that because i don't remember much but now you're not a um, huge
1: yeah. um uh roller coaster fan but as far as i remember i haven't spent a lot of time at disney either disney not really huge disney not doesn't really do big roller coasters like they don't really do scary roller coasters
0: no not not like not like a six flags, six flags or cedar or, point or, yeah, would right. correct that's that's very very true jared uh, I like think they're not—they're the not trying to scare the shit like out, of, out of families and children, yeah. right? They have right, a younger exactly.
1: audience. Maybe I think Cedar Point and Six Flags might be more geared towards like, like teenagers. You know, maybe you right. know middle school,
0: high school, and up kind of ages that Correct. want to thrill. But I did—I did ride one ride that uh, it was called uh, Rex's Racer. You can feel free to Google it. I'm sure you oh, can find it. Oh come on, it. you know and, I'm uh, way ahead kinda, of you. It's kind of like a. Like, if any of our listeners out there know anything about, like, skateboarding or, like, the X Games or Extreme Sports, it's like a half pipe. So, it's like a U-shaped ride. Mm-hmm. And it goes up pretty high. Um, we waited, like, over an hour and a half in line for this thing. Um, it was fun, but it was it was a little terrifying. I'm not even going to lie to you. Oh,
1: there's a ride at Cedar Point that's similar to that. I can't think of what mm-hmm. it's called right now, but I've seen something similar to that. And, yeah... I, um, that's a, that, that's a legitimate ride for sure, and you know that yep. the thing about that one is it is that half pipe, and I think the scariest mm-hmm. part is getting to the end of each side, feeling like you're about to fly off the end yep. of the, uh, yep. and just keep soaring yep. into the sky. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, I could definitely imagine that, but but uh, that's but that's a proper roller coaster, and and uh, that's that oh, yeah. kind of goes was, along with my recollection. I've been to the Disney in in uh, Florida as well, and it's like you get like one or two solid roller coasters and then it's just like kid stuff, you know. More for kids, yeah. Yeah.
0: But they had like a they had like an Alice in Wonderland maze that wasn't really a maze but it was still fun. Uh there were a couple good spots to take some pictures. Uh what else? Uh there was the Seven Dwarfs ride which was super fun, but the highlight of Shanghai Disney in my opinion was the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. That one was Not- one of the longest and they had some of the best uh like they had this really cool thing where uh, you know, you're in, like, it looks kind of like a little boat, and you go through this spot, and then you see, like, what's what's a screen, but the mm. way they designed it was, it looks like you're about to be engulfed in the ocean, and then it's like you're underwater, and just, I don't know how they did it, but the graphics on this thing and everything, it looks so realistic. It's crazy. I will say, though, I, I should have known this when we went and got on the ride, but we get in the ride, and obviously, all the dialogue is in Chinese, so... Right. I, mean, I had that, no idea you what Captain Shakespeare was Just, saying.
1: Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. No, like, yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Now, I have a question. So, um, you've been to, you're not a huge amusement park person, but you've obviously been Correct. to amusement parks in the United States. What are mm-hmm. some, uh, what are some, I'm putting you on the spot here, what, what were some... Things that just jumped out that you feel like you would never see in the U.S. are like, oh, that's weird. Besides, for obviously, food was different. We know that. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. The uh, amusement parks in the U.S. don't bother with healthy food. Like, that's not even a right. consideration right. really, unless you're going to like a hotel or something. They don't bother with
0: that. You know, I think I think everything was pretty standard at Shanghai Disney. I don't think there was you know anything the- there that was specific Chinese. I think if I went to maybe a, an actual Chinese amusement park, I could give you a different answer, buddy. But I think it was all very... I felt... It was weird. Like, Disney in itself kind of transports you in this weird... Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's they, they At least in the States, they say it's like the, quote-unquote, happiest place on Earth. Um, right. If you're a psychopath, I will say, I think it's sure. hard. <laughs> uh. Well, I guess I'm a psychopath because I feel like it's hard to be in a bad mood when you're there. Sure, for sure. It's just like you have... Yeah. All that great stuff. I think the only way you can be in a bad mood is if you're five year old and your parents didn't buy you the cotton candy you wanted, <laughs> or uh, you couldn't get a picture with Goofy or or Cinderella or whatever. And I think Disney, you know,
1: Disney reminds me uh, almost of McDonald's in, in, in a sense, where it's like what what it is selling you is that is that no matter where you go, you're getting essentially. You know, obviously they have some slight differences for the. For the uh, mm-hmm. where where they're, for the location or whatever, but for the most part, right. uh, you're getting the exact same experience, you know. They're, you're and Correct. you're getting the exact same service, and it's, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's they. I feel like they try to make it as much as like you almost you, you could almost walk through all four, five, six, however many Disney's that they have, and not even realize that you're in a different you know in a different country unless you were to like Correct. maybe go up to the food counters or whatever.
0: Right, right, exactly. Um, we could talk for hours on end on Disney, but I want to touch on a couple other things in Shanghai. I will okay. say this, though. If you go to Disney, make sure you get the Shanghai Disney app. The app is amazing, and the app actually will, it gives you a map, and it gives you the wait times of all the rides and stuff, mm. which was super helpful for uh, my girlfriend, uh, her younger sister, and I to decide which rides to go on next, kind of plan our itinerary so check that out shanghai disney app uh they have a a version in chinese a version in english um really fantastic so yeah so that was really cool so that was my first day in shanghai we spent pretty much the entire day there uh but uh the night was still young jared and my girlfriend and i decided to go to uh, this really cool spot uh 13 she'll be 14 in february okay so she wasn't along for the entire party no no, she, she was pretty tired and uh, uh, went back to the hotel room. Uh, we went back and changed real quick. And then we went to this really cool spot called Found 158. Go ahead and type that in your your Google uh, search engine, Jared. This is a really cool kind of under, underground. Lo- it looks almost like an open-air mall, but it's all bars and restaurants in Shanghai. Ooh, high. I haven't looked and, it up yet, but I already yeah. like how this sounds. And uh, we went to a so really does, great. Now let me ask you this real
1: quick. Let me ask you mm-hmm. this real quick. D- does your mm-hmm. girlfriend she know Shanghai? Like, I believe did that you was ha- her first have... time there too. So okay, so you didn't really have like a tour guide or any, by any means. No, like you guys no, were both no. sort of going at this as noobs together, going in blind. Okay. Yes. Because yes. because that makes a difference. Because if you were mm-hmm. if you were getting like if you were going into it with some insights, I'm gonna th- think about this trip maybe a little differently than if you were just. Oh, of course. Uh, you know, going into it blind. Uh, right. food, I'll tell you, you, what, you said, man.
0: F- oh, found 158, not food 158. Found 158, yeah. Um, I will tell you, though, buddy, in terms of usually I do a little bit of research or homework before I travel. Mm-hmm. Because I was finishing up the oh. semester, I didn't really have a ton of time to do so. <clears throat> so I in, went to Shanghai with little to no knowledge of what to do or what to see. Now,
1: let me say this real quick. In classic Chinese fashion... Found 158 has a vibe set that's very cool. A lot of that vibe is set by cool ambient lighting. The Chinese seem yes. like they love yes. some good ambient lighting. Yeah, And uh, I just pulled up a, like a sort of a top-down view, and I see a lot of cool ambient lighting. And I see what you mean by a lot of bars along the side. Is there mm-hmm. food in there too, like bar restaurants?
0: Oh, yeah. So we went okay. to a, uh, uh, a German craft brewery place called Zapfler. And they had mm. some amazing food. Now, um, are you just saying that? You don't have to just say that because
1: you're talking about a food that you're actually you're not a foodie, but you are very experienced with German foods.
0: So I got so we got a we got a like a what was it called? It was called Sharing Is Caring was the name of it, and it was basically like a, a sample platter of appetizers. And mm-hmm. I will tell you the appetizers were not very German esque. They did have schnitzel though, and they cut it into pieces. Uh, that was super delicious. They the should be good at the, was really, the schnitzel. Really really good. It seems like because it seems like they got
1: fried chicken down pretty good there.
0: Right. Yeah. The schnitzel was good. Uh, then there were uh, there was a uh, popcorn chicken, uh, uh, chicken wings, uh, fries. They had a bunch of other German stuff. I didn't try it just because it was a little expensive. And it was also kind of late. I will tell you though, uh, they also had homemade nachos, and I haven't had homemade nachos since I've been mm. to China, and I was like, you know, makes I, sense. I know this is a German place, but I'm going to try it out, and they were actually really good, really fresh, still warm, uh, kind of thin and crispy, uh, mm-hmm. and we tried a bunch of the different, we got a flight to just try a bunch of their beers. I'll tell you what, man, Saabfleur uh, in Shanghai has one of the smoothest Kolsches I've ever had. Went down real smooth, was super delicious. They also had did a you, good wheat beer. Did you do all any... All sorts of tasty stuff.
1: Okay, oh, oh so... Is this the first time in a while that you've like gone out like that? Or or since you've been with your girlfriend has it been easier for you to find these experiences?
0: Since we've been dating, we we go out to eat quite a bit, also go so out that's been for drinks a drink couple been a while to maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um so what what did,
1: what did Shanghai offer you that you like, "Oh man, I wish I got, I wish we had this in in Jinan."
0: I think the quality of food was just fantastic. It was a little bit more expensive but I think that's to be expected in big cities. Mm -hmm. Um, So the food was super delicious, um, had really diverse like different type of food. The nightlife was great. We we went to, uh, found 158, uh, first went to the German place, then went to like a little sports bar uh, for a bit, and then there was this really cool Brazilian place that had Brazilian cocktails and also Mm -hmm. had... um, brazilian cocktails and they just had great music like a lot more like latin vibe type of music we went there and danced for a Who's little play, bit is it it's it's music by dj not live yeah music. yeah dj, okay, okay, yeah, okay, DJ. Okay. Uh, so, the entire bar was basically just a big dance floor and then there was a bar um, you danced too i think oh yeah oh yeah we got our okay. groove on it was super fun met some super cool italians uh that were there for the new year uh which was fun to talk to them and have a good time then we went to uh, we went to one bar. It was actually closed. We tried to go to another one near How'd the you hotel. Find, wait, hold on, hold on. How did you find these things, though? Because you mentioned that neither of you guys really... The Italian really, guys. The Italian guys. We were talking to them, and they were going to this other place. So the um, first place you just... You, you Maybe you Googled or whatever, and you found like a, yeah, like a bar it was a recommendation or a restaurant from a friend. Okay, okay. Found 158 oh. was a recommendation from you know, a friend. You know,
1: that's, a, that's yeah. something that I uh, I, uh, I think is a great tip, is that if you're going to go on a trip anywhere... Don't be afraid to ask for recommendations at work. I have friends, at, oh, uh, like sort of acquaintances at work, that are uh, big travelers. And even if I whether I know they've gone there or not, I'll always be like, "Hey, I'm going to blah blah blah. Do you have any recommendations on blah blah blah?" And a lot of times, right. someone in my area will know something. Always start oh, yeah. with the local, with with the personal recommendations. I would say, absolutely, those are stronger absolutely. than than any uh, Yelp or Google. Because you know these people. You're friends with these people. So theoretically, right. you should trust their opinion. Oh, 100%. And or don't trust them. If Those you are, are places going to, Shanghai,
0: to Right. <laughs> if you're going to Shanghai, you have to check out Fawn 158, either for dinner or for drinks. Uh, it's fantastic. Mm. Okay. Um, but yeah, but that was a super fun night. Now, we did make the rookie mistake. We were out until, I think, 3 a.m. Had a great Damn. time. But that means we slept in until about 12.30 on Saturday. Which, Been there. you know, uh, definitely uh, uh, got, you know, kind of um, a lot or what am I trying to say here, Jared? You lost it some good sunlight, you know, exactly. you, like exactly. you're, you're, you're in a time. new city
1: and ideally, you know, you, you have to balance the, the, the fun of the nightlife with also being like, you, I want to see the city too. And you never see, you, exactly. you, never, you, never, you never really see the city at night. You just... exactly. Yeah, you so, a good so, But we
0: did, but we did go to, we uh made sure that we wanted to go to uh, a really, really famous burger place in Shanghai called Fat Cow. And oh my god, dude, this burger I had was so amazing. What um, was
1: what was the made up what was the burger made up of?
0: It was um oh good question. They had like a spicy chili sauce on it, uh bacon, jalapenos. Um, spicy chili bacon jalapenos uh, cheddar cheese and then I asked to have them put an avocado on it because I love avocado um, well, and th- well, that avocado with the spice was super good when you walked around Shanghai do you see more
1: what seems to be expats just walking around does it yeah. seem to oh, yeah. be a more diverse Absolutely. place than Jinan yes. can you see that because I know obviously well, there's yeah, still probably Giannan, primarily definitely. Chinese people
0: There are a lot of Chinese people, but I think uh, Shanghai has the highest number of expats of all Chinese cities. Oh,
1: more than Beijing, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Shanghai also
0: has the uh, China – China. Shanghai has the biggest uh, population of – it is the biggest Chinese city. Uh, And speaking of that, Jared, I want to give you and our listeners some fun facts about Shanghai. Okay. So, as I mentioned, Shanghai is actually one of the world's largest cities – with a population of just under 25 million people. Um, and uh, Shanghai <laughs> also Christ. contains the world's busiest container port. Uh, and with that uh, population, yeah, uh, Jared, there are actually more people that live in Shanghai than the entire country of New Zealand. And also the entire, you could fit uh, one, uh, sorry, two and a half Czech republics uh, in Shanghai in terms of population as well. Um, wow. So pretty crazy there. Yeah, Uh, I will tell you that it does feel a bit more crowded. I would say than Beijing, um, in my own personal experience. Um, Shanghai also um, gets a ton of rain and precipitation. We were lucky where we did not get any rain while we were there, um, but there it rains actually more in Shanghai than it does in Portland. Believe it or not, Uh, Portland, Oregon is very known. Is that is uh, that because it's on the water? Does that have anything to do with it? Yes. Speaking of that, Jared, the name Shanghai means uh, above or upon the sea, which alludes to the city's location Mm -hmm. uh, along the Yangtze River Delta, which is near the Southern China Sea, uh, South China Sea. So that's kind of interesting. Now, in terms of language, Jared, I think that Shanghai is definitely a bit of a more global hub than Beijing is. And way more people in Shanghai speak English, and they speak very good English. Um, Service people, taxi drivers, all sorts of people in Shanghai are able to speak English and you will not get that experience in Beijing. There are a lot of people who don't speak English in Beijing.
1: Now, what, what would I? Maybe you don't know the answer to this question. What would be the challenge for someone from maybe Beijing or Jinan or Jinan coming into Shanghai language wise? So, someone that is a fluent Chinese speaker from Beijing or Jinan coming into Shanghai is that a challenge for them too, or can they? I
0: would say, I would say yes. Uh... If the people aren't speaking uh, Mandarin, but they're speaking the Shanghai dialect, mm. could be difficult to understand uh, from what I've heard. I don't speak enough Mandarin uh, and right. couldn't really hear the difference to really tell you much. But, uh, but your girlfriend knows how to I speak
1: Chinese. Heard. So I, I was wondering if she. Yeah, but uh, we,
0: we, we didn't even need it. We spoke English the entire oh, time. Oh, we there it, everybody we oh really? Is that easy? Okay, e- even well, with not like true with restaurant it. people and stuff. That's not true. The cab, the cab drivers, the cab drivers she spoke Chinese with. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, restaurant people was all English. It was fine. But cab drivers uh, are really probably a weird
1: feeling. Are probably better uh, equipped to speak Mandarin uh, just because of the clientele they're getting.
0: Right. Right. Now uh, an- another interesting fact about Shanghai, Jared, is uh, Shanghai actually has a very sizable Jewish community. After thousands fled Europe during World War II. Um, so, I there is also a Jewish district in Shanghai. I didn't go there. Um, did you get a good I'm bagel next while you there? there. Uh, didn't have any bagels, no. <laughs> uh, did not. Uh, but, yeah. But Shanghai is an amazing city. Uh, it really is. And I'm hoping to go there again very, very soon. In case you're curious, Jared, you know, KFC is very big in China. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, KFC... Uh, actually, opened up its first batch of uh, ch- uh, first batch of chicken in Shanghai in 1989, five years before the arrival of the first McDonald's in China. So kind of interesting. Oh wow, wow! Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they're the chi- China's a uh,
1: fried chicken country, you know, um, mm-hmm. and and I guess that that really shows it. Uh, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. I didn't realize you were there for such a short amount of time. It seems like he, yeah. but it seems like. For the time you were there, you maximized your time there. You, you used all of that time. You really tried. I, uh, and and I think that's, that's all you can hope more.
0: for. Exactly. And you know, uh, Jared, Shanghai is really well known for its li- nightlife and live music, which brings us to our song of the pod today mm. by a group called mm-hmm. Dirty Fingers. And the title oh, of the song dirty is fingers, I Like Your Girlfriend
1: Too. Oh,
0: Dirty Fingers. You might be right. Yeah, From what I'm seeing. Um, so tell me, what are your thoughts, Jared? On well, this I, song googled oh, I googled them. I Google them.
1: They're a Chinese mm-hmm. garage punk band. I mm-hmm. get vi- strong British punk vibes from them. Okay, um, that that I, I feel I feel like I feel I get strong British vibes from them. Now, obviously, they're not British, but I'm saying as far as a uh, as a um, influence, uh, I dig mm-hmm. it. I like that kind of stuff. I, I wish I knew what they were saying, but I also enjoyed in spite of the in spite of that fact. And um, they do have some English in the song. That's true. I mean, during this, the chorus, it's called, the song is called "I Like Your Girlfriend Too." They do say that in the song, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I dig it. I wish I knew the words though. I think for, for that is a, bar- a barrier a barrier for me. Now maybe I'd be more into it if I if I was trying to learn the language more actively. Um, but as someone that's not trying to learn uh, Mandarin, uh, it, like it, I feel like that that is taking away from a from a from the song a little bit for me. Pers- uh, right. unfortunately, I almost I I hate to say it, you know because right. I love the I, I love the, the vibe though, of it. Jared. Right,
0: it is very Garage Band ask, and I will say I listen to Garage it Band few meaning times. like
1: a like a indie pop indie indie rock band, not, not indie garage punk. Band. Yeah, not indie yeah, punk. Right, me. right, right, right not using GarageBand on your I will Mac, say this, macintosh <laughs> to me
0: to me the, right to me the guitar does sound a little out of tune i'm not going to lie interesting yeah uh, now I I, My my is
1: probably not not refined enough to hear something
0: like that right
1: right now maybe uh, i maybe i might be able to pick it up now that you've said it but i'll, I'll have yeah, to go give back to listening
0: listen but yeah, but I think that's also kind of the punk attitude. You know, like right, we don't give right. a shit but if maybe, our guitar is even in tune.
1: But maybe they take it a little too far with that, you know? Because there's obviously like 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 punk really did uh was huge with like the overdoing it with the reverb sometimes and letting it sort mm. of wail on
0: for a little bit, but it's like you can also overdo that, you know. Sure. Absolutely. But it's a, it's a cool song. It's definitely got an yeah, interesting vibe. I enjoyed it. And I've heard that this is like a must-see band if you're in ba- uh, if you're in Shanghai, a must-see live group. Uh, oh, Dirty okay, Fingers. But, they're,
1: but they're big. Oh, no, they're not that big. I'm looking at... No, okay. So is is there a big live music scene in Shanghai? It seems like it. i next time I'm there,
0: I'll get to explore it a bit. I'm hoping to maybe uh, see if I can go in February again. Yes. Because um, I'll oh, we'll have some time Chinese off from New work. So. Yes. Okay. But it's also super expensive and super crazy to travel during that time. So we'll see. Oh, um, I can imagine. Yeah. 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 But you know, Jared, a useful thing to know when getting around China is definitely Chinese words. Yes. Uh, without a doubt. And my Chinese word of the pod today is um de, which means um, international. Because I think Shanghai is an incredibly international city. Uh there were so many different uh ethnic groups and languages I heard when we were out. It was really great. Really great. Do you to feel be like there. do you feel like you've seen any sort of uh
1: improvement in your Chinese since you've been there? If you say no, I don't, I no. won't judge you, I understand. No, I definitely understand. Not. But I it's am hard.
0: uh I'm gonna be traveling to Beijing in uh in four or five days. And I found a book at this really cool bookstore in Beijing. That has the 200 most used characters in Chinese. Hmm. Uh, So the book teaches you how to say them and how to write them. And so I want to learn how to write these. It's a good place to start. By the end of my vacation uh, from work, I have almost a month off. I actually have more than a month off. I want to uh, be able to write these 200 characters. There's a few characters I can already write. What are you going to do? I have five weeks. Try to learn some Chinese characters. Oh, I my guess man. yeah. You're telling Play me guitar, right now. <laughs> try to learn Chinese characters. Um, yeah. So, so that's the okay. plan. Read that's cool. A little bit as well. So yes. yes. But Jared, what is your Spanish
1: word of the pod for today? My Spanish word of the pod is invierno, which means winter. And oh, I bring nice, that up okay. because um, I'm suffering through it here in Michigan.
0: I will tell you, I did not <laughs> suffer through winter very much in Shanghai. That is for sure that's for sure Uh, oh yeah sure i guess that makes sense right time to recap today's episode right oh definitely time to recap today's episode uh i think shanghai is definitely worth a visit uh i would highly check out the, the bund which is this really beautiful area along the river which has the uh shanghai skyline which is super pretty um definitely check out fawn 158 for amazing food and drinks and just overall good time um, and if you're going to Shanghai, I will say this. I usually don't say this when uh, we advise people to travel, but I would actually say you don't even really need a Chinese pocketbook or I would say keep a translation app on deck just to be safe. Chinese pocketbook. What does uh, that
1: mean? What's a Chinese pocketbook? Like,
0: like, a, like a dictionary, English oh, Chinese dictionary in the South or Chinese pocketbook stuff, is like a wallet.
1: Language. In the south of the Uh, U.S., pocketbook means wallet. You don't need to bring your wallet with you. You do need... Well, (laughs) if you're
0: you're hooked up here in China, just bring your phone and use WeChat That's a good point. You kind of
1: don't need your wallet. (laughs) Right.
0: But uh, it's it's such a cool city. Very beautiful. uh, Very vibrant. uh, Very international. A lot of fun. Check it out. I would definitely also suggest uh, spending at least a day at Shanghai Disney. If not two days, if you're a super huge Disney fan... Uh, Mm. That's really up to you, but I think it's definitely worth a visit while you're there. Uh, But if you're more into just seeing, not a huge Disney fan, but I grew up watching Disney, so I feel like it was definitely very nostalgic for me. I mean, obviously,
1: obviously not enough to give up a day of exploring Shanghai to go to Disney, but um, right,
0: yeah. Would I go there again? Absolutely. Uh, Mm -hmm. I totally would. Uh, And would I go to Shanghai again? Without a doubt, I am definitely planning on going there another time before I. Um, I'm done with at least this first year of my fellowship. So check out Shanghai. It's an amazing city. Uh, You won't be disappointed. If you want more recommendations, uh, you can uh, write us at at, uh, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Slide into our DMs on Twitter, untranslatable1, for any recommendations or questions you have about Shanghai, untranslatables, or travel. Uh, Also, check our YouTube channel for uh, Songs of the Pod on our Song of the Pod playlist, Untranslatable Podcast. And lastly, please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. um, Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So, as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, me, muchas gracias, and shisha.